0: glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the forecast at devolverdigital.com. No, wait, let me try that again. The Devolver Digital Forecast. There we go. Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM, and this...
1: I'm fucking out of breath just listening to you. This is <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking out of breath
0: Robbie just listening to me.
1: <laughs> fucking out of breath Robbie in the joint
0: in the joint. Is, right,
1: is that the right thing i don't know i'm drinking i'm drinking a uh, dolston's cherryade drink is that is. is that a is that a booze no it's just a soda
0: a cherryade
1: yeah. soda soda lovers unite real fruit less sugar no junk so it's like a a nice uh, it's it's the uh it's the hipster's option let's put it that hmm. way but this week's nice. forecast
0: brought to you by Dolston's cherryade soda. No junk.
1: Chari- yes, no junk. No junk in my trunk.
0: You know what else doesn't have no junk? Our uh, guest today, Kurt
1: Ooh. Gardner. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> He also has no sense of timing. My wife I, I got to say that's the, the worst intro I've so done. That's so last why far. I was distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, you were looking at pizza?
2: Yeah, it's lunchtime here. So here is, here's this is my nan bread oh, pizza here. It's, oh, it's, nice. It's Do you know what? Actually, I'm just going to smell it for the next hour while we're talking and just like look at it longingly, just waiting for a chance to into chew. the microphone.
0: <laughs> 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 this week's forecast brought to you by Kurt's non-bread pizza. <laughs> <laughs> we're full of the sponsorships today this is great
1: i was actually uh secretly eating pizza on last week's podcast but i was skillfully muting out and we weren't on camera so nobody knew until now
0: Mm. Plus it was Carrion, our podcast, so if a little bit of mouthy eating sounds got into it, it wasn't really...
2: It looks like the Switch icon a little bit, right? Uh, That's (laughs) not
0: nearly inappropriate enough to be the Switch icon.
1: That is getting patched. I'm going to step in with the... Yeah, Yeah, it was supposed to be patched before the game released.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sweep what under the rug, Robbie?
1: (laughs) The... uh, uh, the vagina in the room. Uh, but hey, Carrion came out last week. That's been doing very well.
0: Yeah, it's been doing. Uh, it's been doing I'm very well. You wouldn't know that from reading the uh, the, uh, the the uh, the Slack chat with the devs boy they're just mad that that game was not the number one global bestseller for the first week of its release game made by four goddamn people wasn't the number one bestseller in the world for a week oh, uh, honestly they
1: should have done better though <laughs> <laughs> you know i hope they understand that we we absolutely cannot pay them this this. no we we can't do it we just can't do it um but no yeah it's been very very good (laughs) uh it's been great to see everyone playing that we had the uh guys beta this weekend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. um uh, another resounding success even if it did mean Mm -hmm. that i worked all weekend Mm -hmm. uh but that was all good fun I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to uh, link this podcast back to the work that we actually do as often as possible because I feel Mm -hmm. like this week in particular, we're going to go off on a few tangents.
0: No. So so we should, I, I, uh, so Kurt here is a world renowned, award winning. Um, what do you what do you call yourself? A trailer sewer, a trailer write, a uh an ad man? What do you call yourself? depends Kurt? on how I'm
2: feeling at the end of the day. <laughs> 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 All right. You know, I How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling How good. did you it's... feel
1: at the end of yesterday?
2: End of yesterday? That was 3 months ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, end of yesterday was good. End of yesterday was good. Yesterday was a chill day. So, it's it's been quite the push the last, uh, like, three months or so. Just, it's been nonstop. Like, I think this has the, been the busiest spring into summer that I have ever had with Devolver stuff. It is just absolutely yeah. crazy. And it's understandable. I mean, there's just, like, the Devolver Direct and then just leading mm-hmm. into, right into Fall Guys and into everything else that's coming out in the next little while. Karrion. Yeah, Carrion coming out. It's just like, bam, bam, bam. It's just like, it's been this, like, boxing match of stuff just coming out, which is amazing. It's great. But yeah, it's it's been uh, pretty intense. So it's been good though.
0: That's great. So so for those of you listening, Kurt here uh, cuts together all just about every trailer we make.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I usually touch almost all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the he's the guy that we basically we give we take all the raw shit and we give it to Kurt and he turns it into gold. Uh, he spins that stuff into gold repeatedly.
1: Kurt gets uh, you hype. Whenever, he does. You, whenever you watch, <laughs> whenever you watch one of those trailers and go, "Oh God, I'm so fucking hyped for that game." Uh, that's Kurt. That's Kurt. I'm he using has the it, hype filter. Like, yeah, the hype just, the hype just the oozes hype from his paws <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> I wish it was that simple. It's actually an IV that slowly drains me of all life. <laughs>
0: And it's somehow converted into ones and
2: zeros. It goes up up into the internet and out into the world.
0: (laughs) Your sacrifice is worth it for us. Well, Well, thank you. Someday we'll upgrade you into one of those Matrix tubes that's what just... i
2: really need i need like a chamber of some sorts like you know luke skywalker after i get attacked by the bantha or something like oh, that. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah what, what, what is that tank? called i can't
1: remember bacta. it's a bacta, yeah, bacta tank. chamber that's what it yeah, is yeah yeah the bacta tank yeah
0: <laughs> whatever chamber tank <laughs>
1: A chamber would actually be beneficial for us as well because then we could just – we could literally just shackle you to a computer all day and make <laughs> you do edits. <laughs> <laughs> no, the back to heels in while it works. You know, like letting you have things like sleep or family time or anything like that.
2: No, it's all good. Those, it's all good. Right. You know, this is the thing. Like I – you know.
1: Um, I, 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 kind of, at this point
2: in my life, I'm just like, what do you call yourself? I don't know. I sit in front of a computer all day. I push pixels around, you know, I've been doing this stuff for so long that it doesn't really, you know, <laughs> the official <laughs> designation of what I actually do day to day. It's kind of, it's always so different and everything. Great. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I, it's hard to, I don't really try to pin it down to anything, but nice. that being said, you know, like the jokes about like shackle to computer and everything like that. Like I used to work in the visual effects industry. And, I mean, like, that is a whole other complete, you know, insane you know, insane field. And what I do now is, is so much more tame compared to anything that I've had in the past. You know, it's funny. Cause it's like, even when we're in the worst of pushes here, I'm just like, Oh yeah, you know, this is great. You know, it's, it's like, it, this is the whole event. Like I can work from home. At least I'm not shackled in an office, you know, downtown away from my kids and family and things like that. You know, yeah. but the, the, this is like, I was talking to one of my friends, you know, last week about this and it's like, You know, the absolute worst times of this where it gets really, really busy, it doesn't even hold a candle to (laughs) some of the stuff I've had to do in the past. Really? Wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's really good. And I I attribute, like, a large, large portion of that just to how Devolver is run, and especially Nigel's, like, management of everything. And, I mean, like, he understands. Like, I have kids, he has kids, and we try to, like, get things done as ahead of time as we can so there isn't, Mm. like, a crazy crunch. And Mm. there rarely, rarely is. And it's like unbelievably good in that respect. So I'm very, very
1: lucky. Apart from when I throw last minute requests at you. Oh God. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Robbie. All that stuff goes out the window. Everything was fine until I got involved and then it all went to shit. Well, this is,
2: well, what's funny about it is it's like, you know, it's, you know, when I started doing this stuff, like I've been working with Nigel for, it's getting close to like almost 10 years now of all this. And it's, it's changed obviously over the 10 years i mean when we first started it's like hey you want to do a couple small trailers for some small indie games that maybe a couple people will play (laughs) you know (laughs) and then it's like hotline miami hits and then it just that starts the ball rolling and then you know over the course of the years it just sort of is accelerated into being more like hey let's make some small trailers to now we're doing video production and it's almost like a like a full like ad agencies worth of stuff coming through me and back out again and others there's other people involved as well too for other stuff but I mean like there's it, the volume of work is so much larger now and the breadth of the work is so much larger like even just like small stuff like doing like steam takeovers you know like that's something that's yeah. got to get done and they're animated and so I've got all the assets mm-hmm. so I'm the natural the best one to do all that so it just it's another one of those things it's like we never had to do steam takeovers before because I mean yeah. I don't think steam would have allowed Devolver to do a thing takeover like even three, four years ago? So <laughs> it's like yeah. Devolver, whatever, you know. Who? Yeah, exactly. Devolved what? <laughs> but yeah, it's a different it's a different thing now, so which is really interesting. It's a, it's sort of exciting
1: to watch.
0: What was your path to get into what you're doing? And then meeting with Devolver, I assume Nigel in a bathroom next to a glory hole somewhere, uh, <laughs> not like in line off. for a glory hole. <laughs> I yeah, hear this one's good. Not oh. far off.
1: There was no. There was no barrier. There was no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was just me. Uh, yeah, I won't go there. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I've always like, ever since I was a kid, I've just been like a giant nerd, you know, like, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I mean, like, even when I was like in like, you know, like eight, nine, 12 years old, I was doing things like trick photography and like my parents would rent a video camera because nobody could afford a video camera. This is like in like the early eighties, you know, you can't afford to buy one of those things because are thousands of dollars. So we would rent one for Christmas you know and so we would have like one of those big like you know crappy VHS cameras and I would like play they put it on the tripod and we play around with it and so I was always into like video stuff in some way or another and i mean like as computers got better, like I was always like in the computer clubs and you know like doing like video and I did programming for a while. Like I I I made a game in Pascal, which is like this super ancient programming language that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but this is the funny story. This is this is why I, I don't make games is because I, I had this shooter where it's like you move like this spaceship like around the screen and you click the mouse to like shoot and it was basically like a like a Space Invaders kind of like clone, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a bug in the game where every single time you clicked, it would like store that click in memory, and then when mm. you died, the the Mac would go like ba 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 bap. It would beep for the number of times that you clicked. <laughs> so, well, so you're destroying like 50 Space Invaders on screen, and then you die, and then the computer would just like beep incessantly for like a minute and a half, and there is no internet. There is no like help forums. There is none of that stuff back then. And I'm just like, I can't fix this problem. I don't know what's going on. This sucks. And so, I just, <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped. I just stopped making games. And I was like, you know what? I had more fun with animating the little 3D spinning ball that was in, in the thing. That was really fun. So I started playing around with like 3D software and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so that that kind of got me, like, out through high school. And then after high school, there was, like, a program here in Winnipeg. It was uh, um, called the Interactive Game Developer Program. And it was just, like, shoddily put together by, like, some staff that knew some things about video games. But the one good part of it was um, Radical Entertainment, who was out of Vancouver... Uh, they decided, or they somehow (laughs) were allowed to basically use us as game testers for, like, the practicum part of the course, right? So here we are sitting in Winnipeg. There's a bunch of us all in this room, and we would just be playing. We played, like, Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster for PS1. There was, like, a snowboarding game. There was, like, an NBA game, and there was a hockey game. And we were literally playing the games and recording footage onto VHS tapes and when a bug would happen, we jotted down the time code, and then at the end of the day we would mail the VHS tapes out to Vancouver. All right. And then they would like FedEx us like, you know, burnt CDs for like the hacked PlayStations we were using and put those in and play the next build and repeat for like a couple weeks and we would do that. And so that was, like, the first time I was really, like, doing something in the gaming industry. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty fun. And, I mean, it was a great time. I mean, it was just, like, there was a bunch of us, and we were all just, like, hanging out playing games. And, I mean, like, we were getting some work done, I guess. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was kind of ridiculous, but uh yeah so that was that and i like say i've always been like a, a like you can i don't know you can see my room here in the video the people yeah. at home can't see the room so why should i even, i don't know i got a picture of the wizard i mean like i'm a total video game guy right I just yeah i was gonna comment uh, on Star that. Fox yeah no i there. love that california i mean come on it's just <laughs> classic it's so good <laughs> So yeah, it just you know it's always been part of my life and just in some way or another. And you know when I was a kid, I always wanted to like work at Nintendo, and I just I could never figure out how to make that work. So it's like I wanted to work at Nintendo, and I wanted to work um, at ILM, like doing visual effects for mm-hmm. movies. And those are two like my, my the top things, right? I need to do those two things. And so uh, ILM is like, how the hell do you get to
0: ILM? <laughs> like it's such yeah.
2: a it's such like a you know. A, what's the weird abstract kind of concept especially when you know back then when there was like you, you have to have a connection you have to live in san francisco you know yeah. but anyway so as luck would have it there was this very very small visual effects studio in winnipeg that started up called frantic films and so i started working there and i was there for about a decade um, and i worked on about 25 or so like hollywood b to c grade movies <laughs> you know nothing very good but um it was like a pressure cooker you know and it's just like you're you're working like 80 hour weeks you know constantly and like some of my friends were pulling like 120 hour weeks however that's possible you're basically sleeping at work and you know waking up and it's it's a ridiculous industry and then it's still like that in some ways today in a lot of studios wow. yeah it, it's it's a pressure cooker like, Ugh. yeah working in film is is tough And so, but this is the thing, like at the time, you know, I was like young 20, you know, and it's just like, you know, all you do is just sit and you you can work your your ass off if you only want to. And Mm -hmm. I was sitting next to some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, you know, like amazing technical directors, amazing supervisors, like some crazy art directors and just like brilliant, just like throbbing brains people, you know, and just being in that environment, just you learn so much so fast. And uh, it, it, like, I, I don't think I'd ever want to go back. <laughs> uh, well, but, I've got bad news yeah. for you. Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to let you go. We yeah. sold you to. So, uh, you know what? There's am. no You'll movie be shooting out right now, anyway. So <laughs> there's no visual effects to be done. So I'm doubly screwed. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it was, like, a really crazy environment to be in. But, yeah, I loved it, you know, for what it was. And, I mean, like, there was definitely days and weeks and sometimes months where you're just, like, what am I doing with my life, you know? But at the same time, I learned so much. And so, anyway, to sort of tie this back into where where it comes together. So, I quit the visual effects industry and I kind of bounced around a few places just, like, you know, I worked for, like, an HVAC company for a while. It lasted (laughs) three months, I just couldn't pack it. <laughs> and uh, I, I ran a training class, or a training lab, rather, and I was teaching, like, Photoshop and After Effects and, you know, different things like that, and I was running the lab and sort of working with this nonprofit. And what ended up happening is I went from, like, working, like, an insane amount of time to working very, very little in comparison, and I had all this yeah. extra free time, and I ended up meeting some game developers here locally in Winnipeg. And so, what ended up happening is we made this arcade cabinet called the Winnetron 1000. And it was an arcade cabinet that played indie games that were made in Winnipeg and from around the world and this was about 10 years ago so the landscape was obviously incredibly different and I don't know if you guys remember Cannibalt; it was like an iOS yeah. game yeah, yeah so Adam Saltzman who was friends with one of the guys we were working on he basically gave us this custom two player build of Cannibalt specifically for the Winnitron. and so we were going to unveil this arcade machine at like this Chip Tune dance party that was happening this weekend in the city and we were going to like we wheeled it down there on like this thing and everything and so anyway we were like hey We should make a trailer to promote this thing. And I was like, hey, that's a great idea. I know how to do video stuff. And then one of the other guys was like, hey, we should get, like, the guy from Cannibal, like, running along the rooftops of Winnipeg. And I was like, that's a great idea. We should do that. And so then we had, like, two days to do this all. And so me and my friend, we were like on Google maps trying to figure out how do we get on the top of all these parking (laughs) lots or like parkades in Winnipeg to get the highest vantage points to like shoot the roof and everything like that. So we planned out a couple of shots. And you gotta keep in mind too, this is the middle of winter. And so it was like minus 25, minus 30 Celsius here. And so we're freezing our, anyway, basically, long story short, we're freezing our asses off. We shoot this thing, I get all the footage. And I just spend, like, the next, like, 18 hours basically just, like, editing this thing, doing all the visual effects and tracking the character into all the shots. And it was essentially, like, taking that decade's worth of visual effect experience and condensing it into, like, 18 hours. You know, if it wasn't for all those skills that I had gained over that time, I would have never been able to do this project in that short amount of time. And so that happened. It came out, and at the time, Kotaku was, like, a reputable website. And so it picked it up. <laughs> and then, <they're> like, <laughs> so. Oh, come on. I mean, really. <laughs> so, anyway, they picked it up, and they ran it. They ran the story, and it kind of went, quote, unquote, viral at the time. And, I mean, viral then was, you know, sort of in the tens of thousands. I think it got maybe in the low hundred thousands of views or something like that uh, by the end. And like so it started to make this like go around in the circles in the indie dev scene at that time, right? Because nobody had really ever seen a trailer for an indie game that that had this level of like production quality and like visuals behind it, right. And, and- so, yeah, so slowly it started to get introduced to other people like Rami, and what ended up happening is the next time.
0: can I just pause you real quick? Yeah, totally. I just want to I just I just really like that that part of the story was nobody'd ever seen anything as fucking excellent as I had just uh, made. <laughs> I changed the fucking industry uh, in 18 hours.
1: I mean uh, I'm looking at the clock it took us just over 20 minutes before Kurt claimed that he changed the entire industry. So there you go. Oh that's, that's we're, we're, on, we're on track.
0: We're on track.
1: <laughs> we're right on track. I wouldn't so say yeah, that. nobody'd ever made a trailer for an indie game that wasn't
0: shit before <laughs> and then I uh, I was like, "Hey, you know what guys? I got some experience. Let me uh, let me crack something out for you and uh anyway took the industry by storm Kotaku, before hey. they suck, <laughs> uh picked it up so great all right so you met rami <laughs> you said met rami oh lord But he put it that you way we gotta, gotta restart it. this rami. whole thing we gotta restart hey, humble rami. canadians oh You've my probably god heard of me <laughs> Dude, well no this <laughs> is okay <for> <laughs> No, so
2: so this is what's funny. So, like, so Rami was, like, still working at the computer store and everything at this time. I never met him in person, like, until, like, months after all this happened. And so, um, basically, like, Rami was working on Super Crate Box at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And Super Crate Box was, like, blowing up. And so uh, Rami and JW built the second Winnitron, which was the Winatron NL, like for Netherlands, right? So they built their whole thing. We gave them, like, all our software, all the launcher and all this stuff. And they're like, hey, we're going to do a two-player version of Super Crate Box specifically for this, right? So then again, I did this other trailer and it was like way more visual effects intensive. We did like, you know, we had shot like the same person twice in two different things and did Roto. We took the characters from Super Crate Box and had them like running around this bar that the Winitron was in and everything. It was super fun. It was a great little project and we took more time and so it turned out a lot better. And so that came out and the same sort of thing started to happen, right? The ball just was slowly starting to roll here. And at the same time, I'm working a day job doing all this, right? I'm still running the computer training lab. And then uh, the guys were like, hey, we're going to bring the Winnetron to GDC. And uh, so we should do that. (laughs) And so literally they stuck it in a van. They took it down to, to San Francisco. And I don't think maybe it was that. Maybe it was that year. I can't remember exactly the timing of when I met Nigel. I think it was that, Winitron, or that GDC or the GDC afterwards. But basically Rami, because of me working on that trailer with him for the Winnetron, said, hey, he, oh, no, sorry, let me back up. He was uh, working with Nigel already on Sirius Sam, the random encounter. So hmm. that had started and it was nearing the end and they needed a trailer for it. And so Rami was like, hey, oh, jeez, that's my phone. Hold on a sec. I <laughs> Let me turn it off. There we go. <laughs> so, so it's like working from home, right? So, yeah. mm. so Rami said, hey, you should, like to Nigel, hey, you should talk to this Kurt guy. He just did this trailer for Super Crate Box. And so Nigel hit me up and he was like, hey, yeah, we're working on this thing with Rami. Do you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's see what happens. And so uh, I think I did that. And then... After that came out that's when I met Nigel at GDC and at that time uh, they were starting to think about what are we going to do for Hotline Miami right and at the time it was still Cocaine Cowboy and he showed me or did he show me something I don't know if he did maybe it was after we got home he showed me something but uh, yeah basically we chatted for like literally five minutes in a hallway at GDC and I was like yeah let's do something sure let's see how this works out and it's uh, been working out ever since. So... <laughs> nice. Long story short, very long. That not short
0: at all, actually. <laughs> That's all right. We wanted. I wanted. I wanted to hear it. I. So I'm a little. Uh, I, I'll, I'll confess. I'll. I'll fan out a little bit. Um, you are, and One of the people that when I think about that, I work with you. It kind of blows my mind oh. a little bit. Like you're, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, whoa! I work with the Kurt Gardner. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. I capture footage for the Kurt Gardner, and I don't, I don't know. Like, dude, yeah, I'm just a dude I'm, in I'm the basement. Starstruck. Seriously,
2: I got, I got lucky.
0: <laughs> Most <laughs> of the people the I'm starstruck with are though, just dudes in basements. <laughs> I got weird taste. Oh, that's good. Well, <laughs> we should hang out more of though.
1: Oh, <laughs> <sake.
0: laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So. My God.
2: with lots and lots and lots of people over my life and i would pick nigel every single time you know like not only is he just like just a the most brilliant marketing person (laughs) i have ever met in my entire life Mm -hmm. but he is super super easy to work with there, it's just like no, no ego. Maybe, maybe, maybe five percent. <laughs> <laughs> just sure. like you know, just like no. You could compare to like you know, dealing like with Hollywood yeah. BS and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a whole other thing. And I mean, Nigel comes from advertising too, so he's been through yeah. the ringer with all this stuff as well, right? So he totally gets it. And we we just like have an understanding between each other, and we just are like when like. There's no problem with any sort of feedback or whatever. And sometimes mm-hmm. we're, we we're bond habits a little bit, but it's all for making mm-hmm. a better trailer. And sometimes mm-hmm. I win out, sometimes he wins out. I think he normally wins out because I defer to him because he is way smarter at this stuff than I will ever be. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's a great relationship. I mean, it's, you know, over the course of my life, you know, I've had a, a couple people that you know i feel like i've had that with but like with nigel it's just it's like i mean, maybe it's because it's mm. been the longest i've never worked with like somebody this directly mm. that this long and it, it's awesome i mean i just feel like we are able to get the best out of each other and pump over some really So, and, stuff, so. Uh,
1: i mean uh, nigel comes up a lot on the podcast we've not actually had nigel on the podcast yet um we will do at some point and i'm sure it, i'm sure he, it, it won't be one <laughs> appearance i'm sure he'll He'll be back at some point. I mean, you know, he he was instrumental in uh, JM and I starting the podcast as well. Like, he just—I think he has that effect on everyone at Devolver. Like, it's, it's it's no stretch to to say that he's he's really the brains behind this whole operation, and uh, and we're just like the synapses, like firing off in different yeah. directions, <laughs> just making sure. And then I remember once it's like you're sending you're the, the fingers. Yeah. back to him. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly.
1: I, I, if, yeah, he's just he's great, and but the the he's thing excellent. is as well, like I think J M saying about you know uh, working with the Kurt Gartner, um, it's it's like that, you know, like everyone who's joined Devolver, it feels like everyone is that person to somebody else at Devolver. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm sure nobody is sitting there going, uh, "Oh, I work with." the robbie (laughs) 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 but but it feels like everyone everyone is a fan of everyone else and i think that's one reason why we we all like Mm. work together so well yeah
2: Mm -hmm. well i feel like that when you know like when we were doing that that bro force trailer way way back in the day and i remember seeing you like like i was like basically there was another guy in austin that was filming all this stuff of jm Mm -hmm. on green screen and I was, like, Skyped into the call so I could kind of, like, see what they were shooting for that one. And I was, like, just watching JM doing his thing. I was like, this is amazing. It's just, like, <laughs> it, was just, it was just, like, the other thing about that one, that, like, this is the Ballad of broforce trailer. Just, just. Uh,
0: Our award-winning trailer. The award-winning trailer. That's right. <laughs> so. It just
2: just to give the context to it, like it came together so fast. Like Nigel had this idea. It was just like, dude, I just I want to do a music video where we use like stock footage behind like JM, you know, just singing the song. And I'm like, that's ridiculous, but okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I'm like, we have a week. And I'm like, oh my god, all right, I guess we'll see what we can do. And then I'm like, well, I can't film this here, obviously. Like you got something? He's like, yeah, 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 we got the filming all taken care Kirk of. Kirk Johnson. You. Yeah, Kirk Johnson. That's was it his mm-hmm. name? Is. Yeah, and like kirk like killed it like directing that too and just Mm -hmm. like just like everything all the small pieces just like that seemed impossible at the time just kind of fell into place perfectly you know like the like i remember it's like you you couldn't find a costume or something and then you found like a dollar store place or
0: something (laughs) that had all this all the gear i i I, yeah i think kirk bought most of the gear Oh, he uh, did. Okay. I showed up and there was just all this ridiculous stuff. So we tried several different outfits. And uh, yeah, I still have the Bro Force t shirt from that. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was, they gave me the song to learn th- how to lip sync, like for a couple days. So I was just listening to it constantly on loop because I wanted right. to get, like, the mouth movements just right. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first meeting of Kurt. So I there I'm meeting with Kirk, who I'd worked with a couple times before. And we're doing the costume, we're, we're getting chill, and then, yeah, he brings you in on the call, and, like, you're, like, you know, okay, can we get more of this? Can we? And it was just, uh, I was like, oh, this is great. This is yeah. very silly. It, it was super <laughs> silly.
2: And it's, like, honestly, I didn't expect it to turn out anywhere nearly as good as it did. It was just, like, <laughs> I, I, it's just one of those things where it's, like, well, this piece is kind of amazing. This piece is kind of amazing. Then, was, then Nigel starts finding all this, like, ridiculous stuff stock footage oh my god But like it was it was so funny and we we actually we had an argument over the one shot of the dog's nails getting trimmed <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i wanted to cut the shot but he made me leave it in there and then we got some twitter comments specifically on that shot and then i think it's from that point forward it's just like i'm never gonna push back that hard again i think on something because this (laughs) nigel obviously has his finger on the pulse of something and uh, like i can't figure out exactly what that is so i'm just going to defer to him for a lot of this stuff (laughs) and i still do to this day i mean gosh it's just like like you look like speaking of like small pieces and all the things coming together like you look at something like devolver direct and Mm -hmm. all the bazillion things you know that go into like making that like um like devolver land especially (laughs) Mm -hmm. like Like, that idea, number one, is bonkers to come up with. Yeah. And number two, like, the team that did it, they just... They killed it. Like, I saw the prototype, and I was like, oh, my God, what did Nigel agree to? you know, we're ruined. Yeah, we're ruined. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> really? What is this thing? Oh, my gosh. You yeah. know, it's gray boxes and stuff, and it's like, I, I, I couldn't believe how good it turned out in the end. Yeah. And then that on top of, like, the Devolver Direct is turning out absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Don and his whole team. Like, during COVID, you know? Yeah. Like, to be able to shoot and like plan and execute like i was talking to don afterwards and i was just like you know like it it didn't feel compromised at all Mm -hmm. you know it like it felt like it was meant to be the way that it is you know, and it, it's just to be able to pull that off was amazing. So like that piece was amazing, Devolverland was amazing, all the games like on top of that are also amazing. And then like after it comes out, now we've got like the fall like the Fall Guys, like the stream thing just happened. And mm-hmm. it's like it's just like the, the the lineup and the timing of all these things, like to be able to see that and to be able to make it flow together and then execute it on it like pretty much flawlessly is incredible, you know, and so it, it's a huge huge team effort from everybody involved and you know it, it, it's great it's great to be involved in something like that it's just i, I love it
1: yeah it's definitely been well, i think we were all talking about it kind of like uh just just this past weekend on slack and stuff but it's just like i can't remember the last i can't remember a time ever really working in video games where like this whole month this whole last month has just been this endless kind of stream of just like <laughs> yeah just shit popping off (laughs) and it's just like (laughs) it's just popping off and like but but, like and it's just and like everyone's everyone's excited um you know the games are doing well people are excited for games that aren't out yet the games that are launching are doing very well like Mm -hmm. um and and it's just constant like every day there's something happening and something positive at that as well so it's just like you know and then we had to go and ruin it by doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh,
0: I have a couple professional questions for Kurt one of them is something that just blows my mind I'm always curious about how do you comb through so much fucking footage <laughs>
2: yeah (laughs) that's a good question you yeah so it's you get a feel for it after a while right like you you watch it on fast forward to start you don't watch it real time because that is just painful um but sometimes you do and Mm. i I could get into a real nerdy technical talk about all this stuff but basically you know like you get you kind of get like a an eye for Mm. what is a clean shot And I mean, when it comes to trailers, I mean, there's like a million different, you know, things that you you have to look for. But basically, number one is clarity of the Mm -hmm. footage. I mean, if you can't read or understand what is happening in a given shot in half a second, the shot is not really worthwhile, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you're combing through footage, it's really easy to just say, that is a perfect moment you know because he's like for say let's just use blightbound for an example the character is isolated in the middle they're not surrounded by chaos you can see him clearly attacking something and and something happens you know or it's like the character uses their special move the character grows bigger or the character turns into like the, the flaming skull or whatever and goes and attacks an enemy and there's an immediate thing that happens and so there's a very clear like one two three you know and I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be that complex for every single shot. It could just be, that's a cool jump. That's a cool use of the grappling hook or whatever, like, say, Shadow Warrior, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a cool bug. Yeah, that's a cool... (laughs) I've got a couple of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so, like, you're just looking for those moments. And usually when you're combing through footage at, like, two or three or four times speed they will stand out mm-hmm. like you know the rays of god are like shining down on that half a second of footage because you can see the moment happen even when you're watching it at four times speed mm-hmm. right and so it it's a really quick way to just separate all of the chaos and all of the stuff that's not really visually comprehensible into and find the stuff
0: that is right if that nice. makes,
2: does that make any sense at all? Yeah, no,
0: it does. Because yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll you know because we're doing these trailers, and sometimes I'll capture something for you, or you know, it's, it's hard to know exactly what we're capturing. I get yeah. several different takes. Yeah. You know, like we did with Carrion, where we yeah. were trying to get the mood of the movement of the monster yeah. just right. Yeah. Uh, and so I you know, sometimes I send these to you. I'm like, how the? Fu-? And then like the next day, like you've
1: got the new version of the trailer cut. And I'm like, how the? yeah <laughs> we need to talk about that because that fucks my head up as well like <laughs> how how do you like how do you make these things so fast like sometimes you'll ter- i've been
2: doing it for a very Man, long time it is you know.
1: unbelievable like how quickly yeah. you turn stuff around it is bonkers it blows well- my mind
2: it's like honestly i've been doing this stuff since i was like 18 you know or younger and so it's like it's been a long time i've been like working like in front of computers and i've got like my workflow down pretty good at this point i'd hope (laughs) 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 you know but yeah basically it it all comes down to that like you kind of know what shots you're looking for and Mm -hmm. like I, i wish i had like you know I wish I had a way to putting it, but mm. it's just like, you just get a gut feel for what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. at a certain point, right? And a lot of the time you're just going like, this This shot works well. And I mean, there's like technical things that you're looking for too. And depending on, on the game, I mean, there can be more problems than others and stuff. And it sometimes mm. it takes longer, right? Like, Carrion is a perfect example because like... For, for some games, I mean, like, like Blightbound is, like, let's take Blightbound as, as a counterexample to carry on, because Blightbound is sort of, about, like, there's a bunch of characters, there's a bunch of chaos, you're all fighting together, and so um, it's more about, like, what's happening than the what's going on with that individual character it's what what's happening globally between these three sort of people right mm-hmm. but for carry on it's really about the performance of the monster yeah so when you're capturing footage for a game like that not only uh, do you have to play the game but you have to perform the monster mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because the way that that thing moves can change drastically depending on just what you're doing with the stick, right and so depending on what the shot is and what we're trying to convey you really need to get super super specific for a game like that Mm -hmm. um but for other stuff like fall guys it's just happy chaos and Ah! rainbows everywhere right and so there's not as much of that right so there's depending on the game that you're working on there, there can be very different approaches
0: yeah I'm very proud when I watch the Carrion trailer because I'm like, that's me. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. You know, God, that game, it's just like it is like I'm finally
2: actually playing the game on the Mm -hmm. Switch. And because like this is the thing, like when you, when you get the builds for these games, it's like well the music's off, mm-hmm. or and the artwork's not finished, and like the lighting mm. is different or whatever. Like all those little final polished passes that we usually don't make it into the trailer are all in there, and I'm just like God, this is like a different game yeah. that I'm playing now <laughs> than the one that we used to capture for the trailer. You know, just with the mood, like the music and that in the ambient
1: sounds yeah, is in incredible, game are just incredible. I did the same oh. thing. I played mm-hmm. I played Carrion through pretty much for the first time you know like the f- the full final retail version of the game the day before it launched mm-hmm. uh, it, because i just uh, yeah i'd played so many bits of it at different stages and and normally having to either yeah capture footage or provide feedback or whatever it may be or test something for some reason mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that you never you never just sit down and enjoy in- or you rarely get the opportunity to sit down mm-hmm. and just enjoy one of these games for what it is. Yeah. yeah. R- until the yeah. very end or until it's already come out. So you sort of like experience it properly, quote unquote, yeah. at the same mm-hmm. time as everyone else does. Um, yeah. But it's always really satisfying to do that, I think. Like yeah. being able to. Sit I have down a really and-
2: hard time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when I used to work in the visual effects industry I couldn't watch movies you know it's just like oh my because like once you know how the sausage is made it's just like oh god oh. You're like, you know what this director has done in the past and it's like you know what his personal life is and you're just like oh I can't, I can't I don't like this person as a fundamental human being how can I watch this thing that he's created you know it's tough and like not only top of that but it's just like you know you watch a giant movie like Lord of the Rings or like mm. you know back then or whatever and mm. you see see all these like you know oh that's a two million dollar visual effects shot that's a you know three quarters of a million shot and it's like i bet you someone got divorced over that shot because they weren't allowed to go home <laughs> oh, man. you know for three weeks straight and his <laughs> wife got frustrated and so we called them divorce shots because they were a real thing and they happened. oh my god and it's just like god oh yeah because the, nobody sees their kids and wife you know when they work on these yeah. giant movies because the labor is just so intense holy right? shit yeah it's crazy so anyway yeah I couldn't watch movies like big visual effects movies for a long time because of that stuff right and I still like to this day I'm looking at these and I'm just like oh god it's like the amount of blood sweat and tears that go into some of these things you know it's wow. it's crazy and so I feel like I'm kind of the same with video games now. It's just like I, I still play games, obviously, and I just don't have as much time as I'd, I'd love to because you know just life gets in the way, mm-hmm. and I got two kids. And you know, mm-hmm. if I'm lucky, if I get an hour or hour and a half a day to sort of just sit down at the end once everyone's in bed to try to enjoy something. <laughs> but yeah, for Carry On, I really wanted to because I know it's a short yeah. game, and I love that because it's mm-hmm. actually something that I could finish, and it's not like some of these crazy Final Fantasy you know
0: takes. <laughs> out. Yeah,
2: you're playing it for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> I just I don't have time for that anymore. So it's been nice to actually, like, do it with one of these games. And I can't wait to, like, actually play Fall Guys, like, for real, you know, (sighs) with my kids, you know. And it's just, like, that is going to be super, super fun, too.
0: Your kids have the best names for the characters. We were doing a capture a while back and well, you, our kids were in the said. room. I can't remember what it was, but your one of your one of your sons was just like, Oh yeah, stripey stripey chicken man or something yeah. like that. It was way better. It was just really good. And we all Pineapple just went, pants man or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We're all like, That is that character's name. Holy shit. That kid just knocked that out of the part.
2: It'll be uh, interesting to know if like at some point my kids like, you know. Like, they just see this stuff all the time. They just take it for sure. granted. It's like, oh, Dad's working on video games and all this stuff, and there's all this unreleased crap and stuff. At some point, I'm going to be like, okay, y- you know you can't talk about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Tell other grades? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Fall guys? That's yeah. the kind of hype we need, Kurt. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe that's true. I should be using this to my advantage. Yeah, uh, they are. they should, there are they're yeah.
1: mocking mules. We need them, <laughs> we need yeah, them exactly. out there. <laughs> Spread it we need lives. everyone on the place. Go! Did you hear about Why this those damn kids streaming? Yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh
2: God! Never, never. Yeah, I don't. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I think they they don't totally have a grasp of it yet. But at some point, I think they might.
1: Just you know, yeah. there's
2: so much stuff happening down here. I mean, the stuff that's not like we're dealing with like Call of Duties or Red Dead yeah. Redemption threes or things like that that have you know the incredibly high stakes that those they're involved with. But at the same yeah. time. You know, uh, it, well, like, you know, I did some, like, VR trailers and stuff back in the day, too, and I, I had to be a little bit quiet about some of those, and, it's like, the kids was just like, hey, I'm playing Fantastic Attraction or I'm playing Job Simulator, and all these all these other unreleased, like, VR games at the time, and it's just like, yeah, just 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 in case, don't talk to your kids about those at school, just in case, you never know, you know, they're pretty good about it. Was, it, it was the porn,
1: wasn't it? It was the porn games that they were. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> There's so Please much. I, I have a
2: I have a chest that just has three padlocks on it with all the, the, the peripherals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the VR controller oh. industry is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking.
0: <laughs> They're all really reasonable, wonderful controllers. That's exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With uh, ex- yep. <laughs> full accessibility options. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> what level do you want
0: your rumble at (laughs) (laughs) I uh so we have some folks that listen to the forecast that are uh you know some folks that would like to be developers one day or are you know budding developers um and so I I'm curious uh what do you think the essentials are for a good game trailer that's a good question. I mean, it it depends
2: on a lot of different things. I mean, I like to, as a general thing, I always like to say it just needs to be like you know, it needs to be exciting to watch. There's mm-hmm. there's a, there a great episode of The Simpsons, you know, like way way back in the day where Homer's watching TV and the news comes on and it's like the cool like news with Ken Brockman and he's like, hmm, infotainment,
0: you know? Yeah.
2: And I really, you know, as funny as it is, I think trailers need to be that. They're infotainment, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it needs to be interesting and engaging to watch. It needs to be understandable to somebody that has potentially never seen what they're looking at for the first time, no matter if it's the first trailer or the 10th trailer that's coming out for that game, right? And so... when you boil it all down i think it needs to be exciting entertaining to watch and above all it needs to be clear about what it Mm -hmm. is the the shots need to have some clarity to them um i mean and it needs to just be digestible if you try to put too many things into a trailer it will just fall apart because it just turns into noise right Mm -hmm. So really distilling the message down to one kind of, like, key idea is generally a good idea. And that key idea can change, you know, over the course of the trailers. And usually, like, at least with Devolver, what we usually do at least three trailers, you know. There's usually, like, an announced trailer, there's, like, a gameplay trailer, and then there's, Mm -hmm. like, a launch trailer. Mm -hmm. And the rhythm that we've kind of gotten into with (coughs) these is... um, you know there'll be like a teaser trailer that is usually announced fairly early to announce the game and then the gameplay trailer will kind of come out closer to launch you know and then sometimes there'll be like a date announcement trailer that comes out after that like with Fall Guys for instance we kind of did that and then we'll do like a big animated launch trailer which is kind of like for the fans of the of the game and what's Mm. kind of counterintuitive about like doing multiple trailers is usually the first or second ones are the ones that get the most views, yeah. and the launch yeah. trailer is usually the one that gets the fewest, mm-hmm. which is yeah. kind of the opposite of what you might expect. But it's because the game is out at that point, and that other media is out, and it's been out longer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that generally get the most eyeballs, and so they're usually the ones to focus the most attention on.
1: Do you uh, uh, do you kind of? Do you watch a lot of video game trailers, you know, for, from other companies and stuff like that? Like, do you, Or is it like when you were working in the movie industry and you couldn't watch, like, movies anymore because you were just like, oh, fucking hell.
2: You know, I wouldn't say I go seeking them out. It's not like every Sunday or every, you know, I sit down in the afternoon. It's like, ah, time to watch, you know, five hours of trailers, you know. No, it's not. It's Must find my craft. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, it's not like that at all. It's like, not only do I, A, not have the time to do that, but, you know, there's just such a volume yeah. of trailers out there, like, every day. It, it's just, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, not only for just indie games, but, like, AAA games. But, you know, the good ones always bubble up, mm-hmm. you know, on my feed some way or another um, I'm also like there's like this uh, video game trailer like discord specifically for people that make video game trailers and we kind of share you know interesting trailers that pop up here and there so there's some of the good ones that kind of come out through that and there's ones that I find like you know just online or on Twitter or, you know or through other people that have retweeted them and that's how I kind of try to keep up on what the, the good ones are yeah. and I mean there's there's like some masterful stuff and uh, I mean one of the Ones that uh, I saw recently. There's this like game called Snow Runner. Have you heard of this?
1: Yeah, it's the like... uh, yeah, yeah. It's a sequel, yeah, sequel it's... to Mud Runner.
2: I think I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, I I this is the thing. It's like there's so many games now and there's so many things yeah. like and there's like, you know, subgenres within subgenres that have like 50 billion people that are like <laughs> you know, into yeah. this yeah. thing and I'm just like, I've never even heard of this. And yeah, it's like, you know, insane in China or whatever. Right? And it's it's crazy. So anyway, this Snow Runner game, they had this trailer where it was like Um, It was right when like COVID was starting to hit And they did a thing It was like for truckers And it was like hey Because the the game is like You're these truckers And you're going through these landscapes And you're like And so it was like this like Very patriotic feeling kind of thing That's like you're doing this For the good of everybody else And delivering this stuff And it was kind of tongue-in-cheek But it was also amazing (laughs) You know And it was so good And then they did another one Which was a parody of like The Death Stranding trailers Yes where it's like it was like trucks, and it was like starring Toyota, or whatever. And it was like the big front grill of this truck coming up over this majestic 3D rendered hill, you know. And it was just so tongue in cheek, but also amazing, you know, because it was perfectly suited to that audience, whether they even knew that it was a parody of Death Stranding or not. Yeah, right. It it was really well executed, and so yeah, like uh, there's. There's always games coming out with like really really cool interesting. Yeah, trailers. I think this
1: and I mean I always yeah. I think it's the I think uh, Snow Runner, Mud Runner. I feel like it, they come from the same place as Farming Simulator as well. Who mm-hmm. do really like ridiculous trailers because it's Farming Simulator, right? So it's like, Yeah. I mean what else are you going to do? You can't make an earnest farming simulator trailer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. it's like fishing
2: simulators are another one. There's like yeah. this, I can't remember the name of the game, but there's like this crazy fishing simulator where it's like all like heavy metal <laughs> and it's just like this insane thing. And it's like a fishing game. But the trailer yeah. did Gangbusters because it's a really, really entertaining trailer. Like it's its something that, you know, like you can enjoy whether you're into that kind of game or not. You know. <laughs>
1: Where we, this is where we run out of questions. I'm gonna have a bite of pizza. There, hold on.
0: Okay. All right. You have a bite of pizza. So we have uh, we've got the old forecast uh, hashtag, and we did get a question on the old fort forecast hashtag, and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I like. I it. just dropped my pizza. Hold on. All right. <laughs> Everybody, stop. We go. I I'm his, back. His cold ass pizza. Wow. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. That's
1: Holmes. a huge. What the fuck?
2: That's a calzone. That's, no, I'm just folding it in half. It's more efficient to eat that way, so I can work faster. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a hot tip from from Kirk. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, that's the
1: number one trailer tip. There you go.
0: Holmes or at Ticky Zach one two three says, "I'm a little late, but just binged most of the forecast this week while working, and I gotta say, I'm really enjoying it." Thanks, Holmes. Thanks, Holmes. I'd love to know what movies you and Robbie have both been watching recently and if you have any obscure recommendations.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Should I go um, should I go first or do you want to go first? Uh
0: if you want to go, uh I have I know what movie I'd like to recommend.
1: Oh okay. Um what movies have I watched recently? Uh, Kurt, you can answer this too. I, I got a good one I just watched. I haven't watched I don't think I've watched any movies recently that I can sort of remember. <laughs> So yeah. nothing particularly stands out. I did just finish watching Dark on Netflix. Um, I don't know what that is. Oh, well I've heard is that's a, good. Yeah, it's a, it's like a German sci-fi show. Three mm. seasons. The last season just finished on the on Netflix. Uh so I can recommend that. Uh that that that's what I've watched recently that was really good. If you would like an obscure movie recommendation, uh I recommend uh uh uh, hang on, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna find the title of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just gonna Google the title quickly because I I want to make sure I get it right. It's okay, I can cut all this. Um, cutting it out, cutting it out. Robbie cutting out the sound of his typing. <laughs> uh, where is it? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so the film I would. Obscure film that I would recommend is called... Uh, oh, fuck, I've just... Fu- I just had it open, and now I've just... You fu- just had it. You yeah, were no, just looking it. at okay, it. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, I've got it. So the film I would recommend... Don't edit any of this Okay, out. so the film I would recommend is called One Cut of the Dead. It's... Right. uh It's... Uh, I want to say it's Japanese, but it might be Korean... Uh, Japanese. It's Japanese. Um, from 2017, and... Uh, comedy horror it's a comedy horror yeah and uh don't like don't spoil it for yourself is what i'll say like you've got the recommendation now one cut of the dead i think it's on i watched it on shudder so i think you can get like a shudder free 30 day subscription and just watch it don't read anything about it uh don't watch any trailers just watch the movie and i don't want to hype it
2: up but it does have 100 percent on rotten tomatoes it is it Holy is
1: shit. it is fucking amazing believe me is so good um yeah so that's that's my that's my recommendation nice how about you nice. jm
0: um i haven't been watching too many movies my partner and i we just rewatched the avatar the last airbender which is always great uh the series. i thought you were gonna say the giant james cameron avatar and i was like why no. <laughs> no. <Fuck laughs> why no. the, the cartoon <laughs> the nickelodeon series that it's excellent uh, we tried watching Legend of Korra, but it's it's not as it's just not as as well put together. Uh, it's still it's still good in its own way. Um, I've also been doing a uh, a very immersive Black Mirror AR experience since March. That has been I don't recommend it. And uh, <laughs> for my recommendation for an obscure film, I don't know how obscure it is. It's got quite a few somewhat famous people, but an evening with Beverly Luff Lynn. Okay. Uh it's uh it's got Jermaine Clement in it and he's the only person in it whose name I remember Oh, and uh uh the other guy who's also in the uh the what we do in the shadow series, which is also fucking excellent. um, um Matt Barry. Matt Barry. Uh and there's 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 a couple other people that I know but I, I'm not remembering their names right now. But an even Beverly Luff Lynn is Really, really good. And it's got a weird vibe to it. Like I would say that all of the characters just directly speak their subtext. Okay. Uh it's really well written though, so that like it's so it's got this like weird level of unreality because yeah. nobody really just speaks their subtext
1: all the time. That's um but But yeah, that sounds really cool. I just I just finished Disco Elysium, which is very has that <laughs> sort of similar vibe to it as well. So that that yeah. sounds right up my street.
0: Yeah. Oh, I and I loved it. Yeah. It's. Uh. I love. I love the performers. And there's there's a lot of really earnest emotions and and feelings and tenderness. And that that I think those. Oh. People, okay. Uh, no. I don't. Really I don't want to pull watch off that. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 But it's done in a in a in a in a funny way. Oh. Okay. It's it's, it's not like they're like yeah. It's 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 that weird. I mean, it's you know Taika Waititi, Matt, Matt Berry, Jiménez uh, Clement. Like the way that those. Right. Guys, right. Right. There's like that weird. They do an excellent balance of like irreverent, earnest. You're laughing at them. You're laughing with them. Like, it's really cool. It's like it's like if Ricky Gervais weren't a huge piece of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of I, 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 I can't imagine it. I'm sorry. I just can't.
2: That's great. You just got to watch it. <laughs> I can't imagine it. That's an alternate timeline.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so,
2: uh... <laughs> Kurt, what do you got? Kurt. Okay. So, I just finished watching this movie with my wife. I think it was, like, two or three days ago. It's, it's a... It, it's uh, called Palm Springs. It's from <gasps> this year. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I've heard of this. I just
2: watched that. Go on. Sorry. It is fantastic. It's like mm-hmm. I, I was in the mood for a just funny, ridiculous comedy. And it's basically like a modern day Groundhog Day romantic comedy thing. And it does, it's perfect. It's like you just want a su- silly, happy that was great feeling at the end of a movie. This is that. It is nice. really, really, really good. I, I Like, I've been just, you know, just with the world, how the it is. I just, I just want to <laughs> laugh. I just want to laugh a little, you know. And this was perfect. It, yeah. It, yeah it, it was really good. Before that, we just finished watching uh, John Wick 2 and 3. I'm like, sorry. so
0: almost back to back. Yeah, the number three was awful. <laughs> the fucking dog. Oh, really? oh The dogs three. that just bite onto the dude's dicks, and then yeah, they're I dead, know. and the dog just keeps <laughs> ripping their crotch apart, and it's like, There's, what is this? Like, what? the director
2: must have had something about crotch shots, because there is I at least like a dozen or more in that
0: movie. <laughs> oh, it is ridiculous.
1: What the fuck?
0: I loved the first one. And yeah, the first two one was is good. good. Like, two is yeah. a, yeah. So
1: and I've, then
0: three is just dumb as shit shit
1: <laughs> i couldn't believe it i've I only it. i've only seen the first one which i thought was you don't really need good. to see any more
0: yeah the first one's great but yeah, isn't the, the guy
1: isn't one. the guy who made john wick making my friend pedro now
0: the my friend pedro series yeah yeah that's what i've heard yeah yeah so interesting
2: i didn't know that, that. Wow. yeah oh, okay yeah i knew about the series i didn't know it was the same dude yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's the director i think it's the the producer maybe or is it the okay, director? okay. i don't know
0: i think yeah, I don't have any clue. I thought it's, it was, like, the director-ish yeah, it's, it's,
1: so it's it was, Yeah, whoever, it's whoever, whoever's, whoever's making yeah. it. Yeah, it's, whoever it's, Mike sold it to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do have an obscure movie reference, or movie to recommend, Oh, though. yeah. You'll like this one, because we were sort of talking about this earlier. It's called The Wizard of Speed and Time.
0: Oh, shit! Yes.
2: Oh. I, this is a movie I watched when I was a kid. And it had, like, such a fundamental influence on my life at that time. And it is, it's, like, late 80s, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. And it's basically written, directed, and, like, done by one guy. Uh, Like, Mike... I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Jitloff, something like that. Anyway, it's on Wikipedia. But yeah, basically this movie is about a guy trying to make a movie with special effects in it. And it's all like old school practical, like special Mm -hmm. effects. And it's about like Hollywood and the Hollywood industrial complex as it existed in like the late 80s, you know. And it is just a fantastic piece of work. And I don't (laughs) think there are many people that have seen it. But if you're into, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, into, like, the making of films and the movies, like, it's, it's a comedy kind of about that process. It's about, like, the creative process and going through and all the ups and downs and the crazy things that happen in it. And I can't recommend it enough. And it's you can't stream it or whatever there is you can find it on youtube there's like a really crappy copy of it on there and if you Mm -hmm. go on like some you know your favorite file sharing sites i'm sure you might be able to find a copy hiding around here or there but it is super worthwhile if that kind of movie is up your alley like if you (laughs) like things like what's that that, uh uh, what's that tv show oh i can't think of the name you know things like Thirty Rock, you know, yeah. or the Larry Sanders Show, like stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a show about making the show. Oh <laughs> wow! Okay. I am
0: the wizard of speed and time. Okay. I am the wizard of speed and time. This song time. is amazing. There's
2: musical <laughs> number. It is just. Oh my I haven't God. seen
0: it since I was a child. <laughs> you know,
2: I'm this bad. is the thing I haven't rewatched it in probably 20 years, and wow. I kind of don't want to because I don't want to yeah. ruin this image I, I have I, of it.
0: In my head, I, I'm thinking like going back and watching it it's going to be very oh this is an 80s guy's vanity project where like a woman way out of his league for some reason falls in love with him and all this sort of those 80s things that when a yeah. guy was in charge of the writing is like oh this is huh okay yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah i've never i, I, I- told you
1: I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. I, I'm not, not surprised. <laughs> wow.
0: We had a cardboard standee of it. My dad loved to collect cardboard standees, and we had it for years and years. And finally, I took. Uh, I was working at like this kooky restaurant in Austin, and I took the. I had. It was the wizard in his costume, and he's holding the woman in his arms, and she's mm-hmm. kicking her legs out, and it's a really cool picture. Uh, or a cool piece of cardboard, and I stuck it on the inside of the, the bathroom door at the restaurant I was working at because <laughs> I thought it was funny for people to see this guy staring at them with a big smile on his face. <laughs> that type of shit. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, we also have another. Oh, shit. Uh, on, yeah. What um, we. we uh, Wondering when Mayor Greg Fisher will be able to push for the arrest of John Mattingly, Miles Cosgrove, and Brett Hankinson, uh, yeah. the murderers of Breonna Taylor. Those motherfuckers. Yeah. Thought I'd go ahead and say their, their fucking names. <laughs> There's
2: ways I just want to be Casey
0: Jones. Yeah. Just get on out there.
1: Just oh, like, what the yeah. hell, people? That would be beautiful. Although oh, he sucked D. in the cartoon. If you go back and watch the cartoon now, Casey Jones was rubbish. Yeah, really? I thought the he was better, right? Yeah, no, yeah, obviously, oh, okay. Elias Cartier is like the only Casey Jones. But yeah, if you watch the cartoon, I don't recommend it. If you're a Casey Jones fan, like any, Eddie... does the original? Does anybody watch the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
0: movie recently?
1: the yeah, The ninety one, the nineteen ninety one. Yeah, the yeah. rubber yeah, suits one. Yeah, It is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it still Ooh. great? Yeah, because
0: the last time I watched it, I remember it being great. Oh, oh man, yeah,
1: it's still great. <laughs> still great
0: i thought kurt was reaching off to grab something no i i wish i i wish i could physically grab it
2: so like just today on twitter someone posted there's like this crazy props auction going (gasps) on in la next month unbelievable amount of props from like the 80s and 90s and one of those foam ninja turtle suits (gasps) is part of the auction yeah it must have perished by now I'll send you the... It's got some rips in it, but, like, oh, my We've God. We've got...
0: Don't we have, like, budget from all the shows we're not going to? Robbie? we need to talk to everybody at Devolver about diverting budget to buying a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles suit. We can use that oh, somehow. definitely. What can we promote with that? Everything. Uh, yeah, Blightbound.
1: Everything. <laughs> yeah. We can promote... My, my belief is that if we had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles suit from the movie, we, we could promote anything. Like, the yeah. uh, the possibilities are the games would materialize based <laughs> yeah, upon the suit. Just fucking limitless. Like, c dr- 2. There, there would just be no stopping us. <laughs> I wasn't going to buy this game, but did you see that Ninja Turtle suit that you wore in the trailer? Yeah, got a, the, that Turtle amazingly suit. edited trailer?
2: There's <laughs> a Shadow Warrior tie in there just waiting to happen.
1: Uh, oh, come on. It writes itself.
2: There you oh go. Oh, my God. I just oh, took Nigel's it. job. Okay, I'll see it myself. We should do. We as should do it.
1: Yeah, we should. Do, <laughs> Resident genius. We should do a. We should do a skin. Uh, we should do like a, a skin. Oh no, but it's first person, isn't it? So you couldn't see it. Oh, that sucks.
0: But well, maybe that
1: like a little hand. You mirror play as Shredder. Hand. No, no. And I was thinking you're... you could like uh, low. <laughs> it, it it could be a skin for Lo Wang that is literally, because he's a pop culture nerd, right? So he yeah. he he would have one of the latex. Suits from the movie, but we and we he, like we
0: actually like take pictures of someone in the suit yeah. for that skin. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's all like falling to bits and stuff because it's from the nineties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's got it, and uh, and he could run around in it. That would be amazing. But it's Ooh. first person, so you wouldn't be able to see it. Oh, I it could you look, know, the you,
0: forearms would look amazing, though.
1: Yeah, the forearms <laughs> yeah. would look amazing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you'd know it was there. You'd I mean, know it was the there.
1: Thing. Yeah, but then in the cutscenes, he wouldn't be wearing it. There you go. Why not? Because I don't. Because they. Because the c- cutscenes are animated, aren't they? It's not like real time.
2: Oh,
0: these days.
1: No, it's all just, real time.
2: That whole trailer, from. yeah, it's crazy.
0: That's in game. It's, there, it's using, the whole thing. It's using. Oh no! The yeah, Unreal it's using the in-game engine. Yeah, engine yeah, you know, but I mean, like
1: yeah. they're they're. Oh boom! They're pre-rendered, right? So, if, they, if they'd have to <laughs> remake the, they'd have to yeah, remake yeah. each cutscene. With the yeah, but did costumes. you see how
0: fast they made Devolver Land? They can do that.
1: That's right. We were just talking about that. Oh, yeah. You just, like, change one of the numbers, right? And then it's just... Yeah. Just fix it. Changes it, it to the suit. Yeah, exactly. Of <laughs> course. What was I thinking?
0: You weren't, clearly. Oh, yeah,
1: that's it. God. Definitely.
0: Well,
2: Kurt. Hi. Well, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, that was good.
2: Uh, yeah. You know, I, uh, I've listened to almost all. I fell off the, the wagon for the last couple episodes just because things got busy. But I, I love listening to the banter between you guys. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's, huh. it's wonderful. And it helps keep me company while I'm doing the dishes. And I uh, couldn't appreciate that anymore. So
1: thank <laughs> <can't>. you. Oh, amazing. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's all we could have ever hoped for, really. Yeah. <laughs> Is that we keep people company when they're doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on
0: scrubbing those dishes, y'all. Yeah, we'll be Keep back on scrubbing.
1: scrubbing. <laughs> We've got your back.
0: <laughs> well, sweet. Anything else before
1: we go? Uh, I would like to say nothing.
2: I'll give you a sound. A Fall Guy sound effect to put in there.